Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. Who's heard of WWF wrestling? Come on. Who's up for some wrestling this morning? None of you. Who's heard of WWW dot? Do you know what WWW stands for? It's my World Wide Web. But I've got a new meaning. Are you ready? Are you ready? I've got a new meaning this morning. It's the three W's, and it's hopefully going to set us up for this coming year. And it's called Wells, Wine, and Wonders. And when we're talking about wine, it's not WH like whiny, whiny. It's wine as in the drink, the new covenant. So we're going to talk about wells, wines, and wonders. When you think of wells in the Bible, can somebody shout out the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of wells? Just water. Excellent. And in Old Testament, Jacob. Anybody else? Abraham. Anybody else? Isaac. Thank you for that Isaac one that came in, because that's where I want to go this morning. So we're going to look at a wee bit from Isaac, a wee bit about wineskins, and a little bit about wonders as well. Because we've all heard of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For those of you who are new to the faith, Abraham is the founder of the Jewish faith, and he's also called the father of faith. And he's someone who believed God in unbelievable circumstances where the Lord spoke to him and said, leave your land and I'm going to take you somewhere. But God didn't tell him where that somewhere was. And that was the first walk of faith. In other words, the man had to trust God. So the relationship was built on trust and faith. So Abraham, faith journeyed with God. And God spoke to Abraham and he said that you're you're going to have children, and he didn't for a season. Then he had a handmaiden who was like his cleaner. He had a relationship with, and they spawned a son called Ishmael, who's blessed of God. But also, eventually, God spoke to him and said, your descendants will be like the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. What happened next was Abraham had a son called Isaac. So he had one son, this son of promise, then Isaac then had uh, Jacob and Esau. But I'm going to focus this morning on Isaac. I once preached a sermon on Isaac, and I called him the altar boy. And the reason I called him the altar boy is because his dad threw him on an altar as a sacrifice. So he was called the altar boy. So I'm preaching on altar boy on Isaac here this morning. And Isaac knew what it was to see the prosperity and the blessing of God upon his daddy Abraham, because Abraham walked in faith, and, and he saw the reward and the blessings and things that took place in his life. And something happened with Isaac where the, there's a record in Genesis 26 where he's, he's a well digger. He has to clear out wells. It says in Genesis 26 verse 5, Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds of, from Gerar came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said. And they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. 
Isaac's men then dug another well, but again there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. So his first two wells were hostility and argument. What, what a great year that would have been for Isaac. It named, what, what, what was your year called? It was called hostility. Oh, really? That sounds like a great year. I don't want to hang out with you next year if that's going to be your next year. But here's the thing. Something happened within Isaac. Isaac did not stay at the wells of argument and hostility. He moved beyond these places. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to invite you this morning to move on from some things, to move on some from wells of argument and dispute and, or, or whatever that well may be that you tried to dig last year and, and it was not successful. But God gave Isaac's success, and the reason he had success was he's a faith boy. He was a son of faith. He was a son of Abraham. But something moved him. And it says in Genesis 26, 23 to 26, it says, from there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. And God spoke to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. He said, do not be afraid. Why don't you turn to your neighbor this morning and say, do not be afraid. Come on, you can do it. Do not be afraid. He said, do not be afraid, for I am with you, and I will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. Somebody say, dug another well. You see, he dug another well. He moved on from these places that were not good places where their enemies had come in and filled them in, hadn't filled them in, filled their wells in, and he, he, he moved on. Something happened. The well, he set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. Beersheba means the well of promise, or the seventh well. And as you know, the number seven is significant. It's the number of completion. And it means that which is done and can never become undone. In Job, in the book of Job, it says, You shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. There's something about when God decrees something, and God moves in on the life of a believer. He moved in on the life of Isaac, and Isaac was moved to move it. Isaac had to keep moving from what had shut down and what wasn't working into the new thing. He opened up a new well, and God blessed them, and God appeared to him. I want to say to you here today that you will be blessed, and you will be rewarded as you take movements and moments of faith to say, God, I want to move forward. I want to see my well. I want to see that well of blessing established in my life. I want to see that well of the kingdom. I want to see your well be done in my life as it is in heaven. I want your well to open up within me. Saints, I want to encourage you, clear out the old wells. Clear out some of these things and just say, God, I need to move on from this well to the next well. Because this will be a year where God opens up new wells and does new things in our midst. Most of us here have probably read some of the crazy, I mean, the prophetic people who've written about wells being redug in our nation. I'm probably one of these crazy people who've prophesied about wells being redug and things opening up. I still stand by these words. I still stand by the Word of God. I believe that God is going to move and He's going to open up some wells. 
on, on Christmas Eve here, we saw hints of movement. Fiona was speaking at the Christmas Eve service, and people got healed at Christmas. I've never seen that before. Two things I've never seen before at Christmas Eve seven, uh, service was a guy playing a mouth organ or a harmonica. JD played his, it was really good. And also healings. I, was, I wasn't expecting that. But the Holy Spirit moved on the woman of God. She began to speak and prophesy, and people got healed who weren't even believers yet at that meeting. Isn't that good? So you see wells, something is, something is getting stirred up through the well, the well of salvation, the well of the Holy Spirit, the well of healing. These things are beginning to happen. You see, God proclaimed the blessing, but Isaac did some movements. And when God proclaims his blessing, we've got to move it, move it. Isaac moved, but he also built an altar. He worshiped, he set up camp, and he dug another well. You see, something happens when the word of the Lord comes, we've got to take some actions according to his word. So that's wells. The second word is wine. Who would like some wine here this morning? I'm talking about the wine of the Holy Spirit. For those of you who are members of AA, I'm talking about the wine of the Holy Spirit, okay? The wine of the Spirit. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, verse 16 to 17, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst the wine, and the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. I love that thing that Jesus taught about the wine and the wineskins. Unfortunately, many of us through our Greco mindsets, we've, we've siphoned that word through a filter of, yeah, there's, there's, there's an old covenant and there's a new covenant, and it's to do with the, the old covenant and the new covenant. And that might, be, that might be truth in part. But I believe Jesus is talking here about the ferment, fermentation of the wine, where, where, where the wine ferments and it stretches the skin. If, if there's a patched up wineskin, the thing will break. And, and God wants to pour out new wine upon his people. God wants to pour out wine upon his church because the context of when, when Jesus was talking about these things, he was also talking about fasting and prayer as well. And as we, as we look at the word, as we look at the verse, something happens where Jesus said he wants to pour out new wine into new wineskins. I don't know about you, but my, I, I'm, I'm a wineskin for God. I want to be a, a wineskin for God. Some of you might, young folk might think, and think I'm a, an old wineskin. But, but the fact is, we, we need new wine and new wineskins. And, and, and it might be that this year, last year was one, one wineskin, and this year is an, another wineskin. And we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in, in, in us, so, so we're ready and fresh. So I'm not half and half. I'm not half one foot in this year and one foot in the last year or, or the 80s when I had long hair. So it's, it's like there's, 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 these, there's these tensions with the Holy Spirit being poured out. He, he wants to pour out upon us, but He doesn't want to burst us. The Word says in Romans 12 verse 1 and 2, it talks about laying our lives down on the altar and laying our lives down as a living sacrifice for Jesus Christ. And, and as He wants to pour into us, as we 
offer up our lives, as we offer up the wineskin of our lives, He wants to pour something into us this year that is going to be powerful and very, very prophetic. I want to tell you here today, the wineskin of last year will not do. You need new wineskin. That's, that's, that's why we're fasting this year. I can, I can feel the joy of the Lord in the room. We, we want to fast. We want to invite you to fast and pray for 10 days starting this Wednesday. Come on. So me personally, I'm going to do, have you heard of the Daniel fast? Where he just ate vegetables for 10 days and he looked more handsome at the end of it. That's my kind of fast. Come on, all the men said amen. So we want to invite you to do a partial fast. If you want to do a full fast, it's fine. But I know that for many people who are working in jobs, you might do construction, you might do joinery, whatever job you do, be aware. Be aware that you need energy for your job. So it might be that you skip one meal a day, or you, you don't have snacks, or you come off social media for 10 days. Oh my gosh, that's, has anybody ever done a social media fast and had withdrawals and had shakes? And it was like coming off cocaine. You're like, man, go withdrawals. Can't handle this. Being off Facebook, you just can't cope anymore. Well, we want to invite you to fast and pray. I know people who've done media fasts. And at the end of the media fast, they said, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, not watching the news, not watching the internet, not seeing the television. It's one of the hardest things they've ever done. Because what it's done is, 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 is focused them on not being focused on the distractions. Because when you watch telly, you can get distracted. When you're on the web, you can get distracted. But when these distractions are gone, guess who, guess who we're left with? Just me and me and me and God. But that's the thing. Allow the Holy Spirit in. Allow the new wine in. Allow the new wells to, to rise up, to stir within us. There's something about the wells. There's something about the wine. There's something that the Holy Spirit is, is saying this morning. See, the parable is not just about the whole thing about new wine. It's not just about new this, a new structure, or new institutions. It's about the Holy Spirit being poured out. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I don't want more structure. I love structure. Well, I'm faking it. Kind of like structure. I do like structure. But I also like the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I want more of Him this year. I want more of the kingdom. I want His power to be poured out on this house. I believe that salvation needs to come. That signs and wonders need to come. And that leads me into my final point. I've done wells, wines, and wonders, or wineskins and wonders. And I believe that God wants to pour out His wonders upon His church. He wants to bring signs and wonders. We never ever forget the greatest sign and wonder, the greatest sign for humanity ever is Jesus coming to earth 2,000 years ago. That's the covenant. That's the Christ. That's the one who was sent, and that's the one that we believe in. So he's the most important. He's, he is the one. He's the most important thing. So the greatest sign that God has given is his son. But this is what his son preached. This is what Jesus said in the gospel of Mark. He said, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. And they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. 
That's the words of Jesus. That's the words of Jesus. God has a plan for His church. The enemy has a plan for the church to silence the signs and wonders. He wants to snuff out miracles. He wants to snuff out the supernatural. People have been at it for, 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 for century, for millennia, where they've tried to snuff out what the Word says about signs and wonders. In the book of Acts, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. That was the Jewish believers. Here's, here's a quote from Terbullian. His full name is Quintus Septimius Florens Tertullianus. That's his Roman name. He was a theologian between 155 and 240 AD. So he was post-apostles. The last apostle had died. So they'd enter the age where people said, oh, miracles don't happen in the last 2,000 years. But he said, and he was a man who, who was theologically is highly, highly respected. See how many men of rank have been delivered from devils and healed of diseases. That was his quote. That was his quote. 150 to 250 years after Jesus had ascended into heaven. So there's something on the church. There's some things in times and seasons where, where God moves and He outpours His Holy Spirit and people get healed. There's signs and there's wonders. And I'm believing that this year in 2020, that God is going to recalibrate our vision. He's going to recalibrate our minds if we allow Him to. Like Isaac, we say we'll take that move. It might be that last year we didn't see some of these things, or we failed in ministry, or we failed in life, or, or some things didn't happen, or somebody caved in our well, somebody, somebody um, poured water on a fire, whatever it may be. But the fact is, God wants to pour out His wonders upon us in this year. God wants to pour out His Spirit upon His church. I'm going to read to you to bring some New Testament context to the whole thing of wells, because in, in Galatians 5, it talks about the acts of the flesh, but also talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And I believe as we hear these things, as we hear the Word, if there's any of these things in your life, just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I, I repent. I choose on this day to repent. I, I choose to dig out that dirt from this well, and I choose to walk with you on this day. It says in Galatians 5, 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. If you need to repent, I was going to call you out the front, but just, just repent where you're at. If, if, if you've got any of that stuff going on, just say, God, I am sorry. Forgive me, deliver me, set me free from that stuff. I choose this day to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And it goes on to say, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. There's something about moving in the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's something about having the fruit of the Spirit in our lives that, that paves the way for the gifts of the Spirit to flow through us as well. Someone once said it's like a, a flying bird has, 
nine flying feathers. Um, I'm not sure if they're an expert or they just made this up, but nine flying, there's nine fruits and there's nine gifts of the Spirit. If we're, if we're, all, if we're all fruits and, and no power, we're lacking the power of the Holy Spirit. If we're, all, if we're all about the power and the gifts and there's no fruit, that's called a nightmare. Saints, we need both as we move forward. As we build this year, as we believe for God to move this year, God is going to do some significant through fruitful people who will not be used by Him. And His Spirit will outpour in and through you for the glory of God. Who believes that God can use their hands to lay hands on some people and see them healed? Come on, saints. He can do it through you. It's not just for the, it's not just for the pastors or leaders. It's for everyone. The Spirit of God wants to flow through you this year. The Spirit of God wants to give you a boldness and a confidence in Him to do some things and to step out and see miracles and signs and wonders. And I believe this year that God is aligning our, our vision, 2020 vision. He's given us a vision for, for, for stretching out and going to new locations. He's given us vision to see things happen. But the Spirit of God wants to pour out upon His church in new ways and in new days. Are you ready to receive? Come on. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit will fill us up here this morning. We need the Word, but we also need the Spirit as well. And I know that you guys are so um, receptive and responsive to the Holy Spirit, but I believe that He's going to fill you up. Now, at the beginning, I said www. You need, to, you need to name your year. You need to, like, put on a net website, like, fabulous year, or I'm getting married, or I'm already married. That's for someone else. So just, just putting that on your name, or, or I'm getting a new job, or whatever it may be, prophetically speaking. I'll tell you why we need to name things. Do you know our calendar is named after Roman gods, January, February? It's all Roman Greek gods. That's, 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 the, net, that's the titles that are over our days our months and our year, but here's the thing: God said to Adam to name the Adam, uh, name the Adam, name the, the the animals. God empowered the first man to name things and put a name on it. I want to declare to you here today: you can put a name on some things. You can declare by faith what the Spirit of God is saying to you, and name that over your year by faith, because God's going to do some miraculous things in your year. Some of you are receiving this. Just receive it in faith and say, God, I want, I, I want your word for my year. I want what you want for me in this year. There's going to be a thousand and one distractions. Isaac at the well, distraction, 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 distraction. But here's the key. Stay focused on Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's going to do some, th some things amazing in your year.